0: again everyone and welcome to submitted for your approval a twilight zone podcast and i'm your host brandon cruz and with me today i have one of my very special guests for, throughout the season ross blotcher i oh, for, some oh. re- for some reason for some reason i thought i thought i heard blocker at one point in time but clearly i was i was mistaken
1: well it was a running joke that uh the Scientologists had written my name blocker on oh. one of one of our uh name tag or it was a um <laughs> Certificate I'd gotten, and it was signed by the, uh, what was it, the director of validity, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh,
0: that that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Why don't you Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: So I also hail from the podcasting world. Uh, my friend Carrie Poppy and I uh, host a podcast called Oh No Ross and Carrie. Uh, we didn't plan it well for succession, so if one of us gets hit by a bus. Uh, We need to find someone else named Carrie or someone else named Ross or just change the name of the show. Uh, But uh, what we do is we investigate claims of the uh, paranormal, spiritual, fringe science, anything that's kind of uh, scientifically suspect uh, so that... Uh, ends up in us joining religions, uh, hence the Scientology anecdote there. Why would, I, why would I get anywhere near Scientology? Well, I do a podcast and <laughs> gives gives me a good excuse to go sign up and talk about the process. Uh, but then also alternative medicines and yeah. um, uh, all kinds of other fun things that fall within that purview. So we've been doing that for five years and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And then on the side, uh, for my main job, I work in animation, which is another uh, one of my uh, great passions. So I'm a, right. a lo- lover of the arts, a lover of film, and a lover of science.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I have you on video, and I see the, the Mickey Mouse in the background.
1: Oh, uh, excellent. Yes, you have me here at work, so uh, oh. appropriate with my Mickey ears.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that, that's great, man. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me today uh and i i, I want to say that your 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 show uh with Carrie, i i listen to the um I, I need to listen to the essential oils because that's that's a big one but okay. i just i just listen to the deprivation uh oh tub yeah one. isolation tanks yeah yes yes and and interesting interesting the the, the as much salt as is it is in there
1: yeah i i recently um Let's see. Was playing around with uh, salt candles and and thought I, I think the most I've ever been assaulted by salt was in that. <laughs> oh, that was unintentional. But uh, it was in those isolation tanks where they put in so much Epsom salt so you float yes. in it. Uh, but when you close the lid, you are just you know encased in this kind of salt vat. And uh, it's interesting. It kind of attacked my nose.
0: Huh. That's 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 weird. That's weird. And and carried and sh- she shaved her legs like she wasn't supposed to.
1: Oh right, yeah. Don't freshly shave before immersing yourself in the isolation tank.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I cracked up in that episode uh, because of a fold comment, I think.
1: Oh, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, you got. You guys should go listen to that. Uh, their their show is, is really good. We'll we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit more about it. I think, Sounds maybe, good. potentially right. Potentially yeah. at the end. Uh, but in the meantime, we're here to talk about the toilet zone, uh, specifically. Episode 28, uh, a nice place to visit.
1: Yeah, episode 28 of the first season. Yes, sir. And oh, right. uh, I'm always happy to talk Twilight Zone because, as I've told you, I watched every single episode recently with yes. my son. We will undertake uh, a, 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 one show to watch completely throughout every single episode. So while we're watching dinner, we'll watch each successive episode. So right. it took us uh, over a year to get all the way through the Twilight Zone.
0: It'll, it'll take me about five years to get through this entire podcast.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Got plenty of material.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this one was aired uh, April 15th, 1960. It stars Larry Blyden as uh, Rocky Valentine and Sebastian Cabot as Mr. Pip, directed by John Brom and teleplay by the great Charles Beaumont.
1: Yeah, he wrote a lot of episodes, didn't he? Over he, 20, I think.
0: He did, yeah. He was, he was a, a workhorse Okay. during the show, yeah. Uh, one of one of the collection of of really awesome writers uh richard matheson uh, george clayton johnson um, and and the writer and creator for the waltons
1: really yeah i was impressed as i was watching episodes to see that richard donna richard donner had directed a lot of them yeah. and uh he went on to direct you know superman and other films and uh, that impressed me as well, but yeah, the show in general is was such a great uh, launching pad for so much talent. There's so many actors that you see, you know, early on, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, you know, yeah. just name two Star Trek ones. And you keep seeing, <laughs> you keep seeing, uh, you know, like people like, oh, why does he look familiar? Why does she look familiar? And you look it up, and oh wow, it's that person. So, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: exactly. So, so so many people. You know, the, the show was was kind of a, a prestige show, right? Where like you, you wanted to get on there too.
1: Right. To, Absolutely. To take part in it. Right? It drew talent.
0: Yes. Uh, speaking of talent, the, these actors in this, this episode, uh, you know, maybe, maybe hit or miss. I, I like, I like Mr. Pip, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, Pip, Pip did a good job for sure.
0: Yeah. But so we'll, let's knock out the synopsis right quick. Okay. This, this episode is all about a certain Rocky Valentine. And it, the episode starts. He is robbing a store. The shopkeeper not dead, I don't think, but but definitely knocked out.
1: Yeah, he's on the floor, and and we assume he's not a murderer. Right. That, we, that he, we
0: we assume.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, if he was murdered, I wouldn't be too surprised. But yeah, okay. Shop keeps on the ground.
0: Yeah, shop keeps on the ground. <laughs> yeah, on the ground. Uh, he hears the police coming, so he of course runs because he's robbing the place. And the the cops back in 1960, I guess, just shoot first and then. And find out what the situation is later
1: yeah i noticed he uh like he threw away the jewels as he's running away and he sees the cop car you know maybe just hoping like oh they won't follow me yeah uh yeah and they they get the headlights on him in the alleyway there's a giant wall who builds walls like these i don't know <laughs> he's he's on a crate he's trying to grab up on it and uh, they're like freezer we'll shoot and and so he turns around and shoots at them of course yeah yeah, and says not today, uh, screw or something like that. He kept calling all the police officers "screw." I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh,
0: and and of course uh, now they have a reason to actually kill him, and so so they do. They they shoot him, cold dead. He he he, he falls on the ground, and he is awoken by <laughs> by a, a nice old man in a suit, and he basically gets woken up, and he he's kind of leery of this guy, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, he's yeah, completely leery of this guy, even when he has no reason to. So yeah. he looks up, and yeah, there's a guy dressed in all white with a white beard and a white thinning hair. Yeah, s- slicked back.
0: Yeah, the cool, cool hair.
1: Cool hair. Cool. That's is that what sp- we call it? Cool, cool hair, hair. Yeah,
0: cool hair. Got <laughs> <Yeah>, cool hair. <laughs> he's got. I it. like it. Hip, 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 hip. Cool cat hair. <laughs> uh, uh, and that is Mister Pip. He introduces himself as Mister Pip, and he is a guide of sorts. Uh, in in this world and basically says to rocky hey i'm here to give you anything that you want rocky of course doesn't doesn't understand that so he points a gun at mr pip says give me all give me give me your money and mr pip pulls out six seven eight hundred dollars uh right. much to rock much to rocky surprise
1: he's like oh, i don't have a wallet but you want you want money clearly here you go and it's <laughs> yeah rocky counts through at 700 bucks and yeah. uh yeah and he he is one to look a gift horse in the mouth that is rocky's thing uh so yeah he's suspicious from the very start He's suspicious why does the guy know my name he's suspicious what are yep. the 700 dollars for what do i owe you now
0: right right a- and and then in- the, this guy pip takes him takes Rocky over to a an apartment complex and rocky's like where is this where's this place you know whose
1: place yeah. is this and this is yeah no no just run of the mill apartment complex this is like fancy this is a penthouse suite yeah this got... is like,
0: like this is like uh new york new york or...
1: yeah this is like this fancy like uh, i don't know fur carpet and there's paintings on the wall and uh you know everything's got um you know yeah, fan, like, fancy furniture everything's uh, like we assume gold coated
0: right like california king i think Mar- that's the marble the surfaces is. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> this is this is a fancy suite uh
0: and and this is this is rocky's place this mr pip has brought rocky here because it, it's his place rocky is still of course hesitant about all this type of stuff but he eventually starts to accept it where he Mr. Pip opens up the the closet like, hey, here's here's a suit for you. You like checkered, don't you? Rocky's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He's like, and your favorite color is yellow, isn't it? Here's a yellow tie. And Rocky gets up. He's like, yeah, you ain't got no style, do you? Fats. They call a lot of people (laughs) fats back then.
1: Yeah, he keeps calling him fatso and fats and (laughs) insulting the guy who's giving him all this great stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean come on I mean he's trying it's a metabolism thing. <laughs>
1: right yeah. But <laughs> but further establishing that this is a thorough jerk. Yes. Uh, At- Rocky Mr. Uh, Henry Francis Valentine.
0: Yes exactly. Rocky much like his life. <laughs> uh so then uh Mr. Pip eventually convinced uh well take that back. Uh what, How does how does it happen?
1: So Yeah so like um he uh let's see he wants um to know uh, rocky wants to know like well who's the who's the boss this is all clearly a big setup who am i supposed to be working for and Pip's like no 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 this is just it's all for you you don't have to do anything and uh and then once he brings out that suit then he kind of he lets down his guard just long enough to go take a a bath get dressed in this new suit and come out like hey don't i look great yeah. And was it there that he serves in the meal? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, oh that okay. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So he Big so moment. he serves him serves him the meal after afterwards and uh, it's a nice it's a nice steak, but Rocky doesn't trust it. So he wants Mr. Pip to to eat it. Mr. Pip's like I haven't eaten in 3 4 centuries, 2 3 centuries. And this
1: this yeah, makes... and you you think that would trip him off he'd be like wait why did you just say this 200 300 years what no that doesn't that doesn't uh, alert mm. alarm him at all it's just that he won't eat the food first so oh you, I get it you poison a guy you you, you you lure me here you give me all this nice stuff and then you're gonna kill me right
0: two two centuries you're tripping man this he is doesn't.
1: poison. He doesn't even he doesn't even say that. It's like he doesn't react to the two or three centuries like he didn't even hear it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he turns around and just based on the suspicion alone, there's no confirmation whatsoever from Pip. He shoots him. He, like, fires two rounds into his chest. And again, he doesn't see, like, there's no blood. Guy doesn't yeah. jump back. He says, oh, you've got a bulletproof vest. Uh, no
0: logic, logical conclusion.
1: But even if he was wearing a bulletproof vest, <laughs> the force of the the bullet impact would have at least knocked him off his feet or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's like, well, let's see how you see how your head handles it. And so he shoots him in the head. Yeah. And that, that doesn't work either. The bullets are going through Mr. Pip.
0: Yeah, they go they go they go straight through, as if Mr. Pip isn't even there.
1: And yet two, he was- two to
0: three centuries. Yeah, right. Though he
1: was he was holding the uh the um you know, the fork and, and yeah. knife earlier. So clearly he can interact with uh the physical media of this world. I was a right. little I was a little curious about that, but yeah. at least when you fire a bullet at him it goes right through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well if, if you're physically trying to harm him, I think, then Mr. Pip's like, nah, not happening. Right, not happening, buddy. Gotcha. Uh so this is at the point that Rocky's like, oh, This is, I must be someplace, I got all this nice stuff, I I must be in heaven, and you're my guardian angel.
1: Yeah, now he gets the rules though. Like, oh hey, okay, this is actually going to work. I can ask for whatever I want, and I'm going to get it. Right. And th- is he grateful? No, he's just like, haha. I'm still going to call you fat, and I'm just going to start asking for everything I want. And so then I, I think maybe Pip uh, suggests to him that he can play some gambling games. You know, yeah, that's... gambling. games. <laughs> gambling games. That's that's what they call him, right? Yeah. The kids are calling him these days. I don't know. I don't get you know, it. <laughs> because
0: he because he likes blackjack. He likes roulette. He even likes mumbley peg.
1: Mumbley peg as a kid. That's right. he played <laughs> mumbley peg. peg. Uh, I need did... I, I need to look that up. What is mumbley peg? Okay, so
0: so I looked it up right before this. And mumbley peg is it's a game played with a pocket knife, where you two people play, and you have a pocket knife and you throw it down at your feet as close to your feet as you can. Oh my goodness. Um, and I guess I guess whoever loses has to take the knife out with their mouth or something like that.
1: Oh my goodness, that's horrible.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, did, I didn't research it for a paper or anything. Just <laughs> a very basic Wikipedia search. But I was like, oh, no wonder he was said mumbledy peg with a smirk. Like,
1: well, it sounds like an old style game, so I would have thought it was some variation on jacks or marbles or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, or like hopscotch or something.
1: But this but, is knives being thrown at feet.
0: But it, but it makes sense that uh, this guy who's who's a gangster played kind of risky games like that, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, oh yeah, that's right. His uh, so like his next proximate uh, wish before going down to the casino was to have a broad, a dame, you know. Yeah, a and he's chick. like, yeah, he's trying to describe like how do I say it? like really hot, uh, you know, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> he he could have come up with the words for it.
0: <laughs> and, and and this this girl walks in and she's like doing a dance. Uh,
1: uh. Yeah, very enticing, <laughs> very alluring dance.
0: Yeah, which which is which is the same one my wife Chelsea uses on me on on a daily
1: basis. Oh, it works every time.
0: I just so turned on by that <laughs> by that dance.
1: It's hard to describe that dance. You all have to see it.
0: It it is. Yeah, if if I had video of this, I would <laughs> I would incorporate. it. Uh, but he but so they they dance and he goes down to the casino and, and he's just winning left and right uh, on the on the blackjack. 13, 13 black keeps winning keeps winning and just so excited about it walks over to the slot machine puts some money in wins a jackpot 600 bucks just so excited about it
1: and he's got three <laughs> three ladies right behind just, him and you know they're on his arm and uh, yeah. I, I love how Again, he's still not trusting. Like you know, the the blonde lady who came in and did her little dance. Here, I'll do it because no one can see me. Um, uh, so good. She, uh, screenshot. She, yeah, she uh, takes the, like his winnings from the first table, and he's like, "That's forty thousand, and I can count real well. So don't do anything sneaky." It's like, <laughs> what? You don't trust like your your hanging on blonde lady? Uh, come on, come on. Uh,
0: he he can he can count real well, but he he doesn't acknowledge it two
1: or three centuries. <laughs> right. Exactly. going throw that out there, Rocky. Not the, not the smartest guy. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, so after the casino, he goes back, uh, goes back up, up to the room, uh, with with the women. He sends the women into his bedroom, uh, presumably to to hang out. And a lot,
1: a lot of innuendo going on here.
0: A little bit, a little bit of innuendo, and he he goes up to Fats and he's like, "Hey, uh, something's been bothering me a little bit." And right. uh, you know, I'm I'm winning, a, like not. A, I don't know if I belong here with all this good stuff. I'm getting whatever I want. I don't know if I belong here. Uh, is there like a Hall of Records or something that we can go to? You know, maybe mm-hmm. there's been a mistake. So so Mr. Pip, of course, takes them to a Hall of Records, which is I, I like the way they displayed the Hall of Records, which is just steps leading into like the clouds, at an old filing cabinets
1: <laughs> yeah and when they get to like a row of filing cabinets and they're just kind of like spaced apart from each other kind of awkwardly you can see the sky behind them. once they get up to them then you just see there's another flight of stairs leading up to the next set of yeah. uh filing cabinets very interesting set design though
0: so so cool yeah uh, and so they they find rocky's record of course and they open it up and they talk about how he mutilated a, a dog when he was a kid
1: right no kill yeah killed a dog he's like oh well he bit me what do you think i'd do
0: right right uh and then other 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 bad things that he'd done
1: in his right life. a lot of robbing stores and stuff like that oh yeah we missed we missed the one part where he yeah. realized that he was dead oh. uh, because uh they mentioned something about a hole in the head and then pip says right oh that's, that's right. actually how i found you with a <laughs> hole, hole in your head and he says oh that's it i died." So he realizes. That, right. You know, he's in the afterlife, but he's thinking, you know, hey, I lucked out. I'm getting everything I want. Good, and, good thoughts. And he said, uh, you know, well, I must have done something good at some point in my life. And that's what led them over to the Hall of Records. And, but now he's seen all these bad things. I'm like, all right, what, what's the deal here? Who's collecting all these horrible things that I did?
0: Right, right. And, and what, what was it that just makes him to be like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't matter as long as I'm getting good stuff.
1: Right. right right he's like okay well yeah this is screwy but he still hasn't quite put it together so yeah. so he goes back and says all right well let's enjoy all yeah. this again
0: and, and mr pip says hey you you just call me just give me a call pip <laughs> right the, the notorious pip just, <laughs> just give me a call uh, uh and he disappears and so guess what rocky does the things that rocky do what does
1: <laughs> rock <laughs> R- R- rocky do he, um
0: uh, he, ga- he gambles more.
1: Yeah, more, and you see him, like, he's on the bed, and he's got, like, the three ladies all around him on the bed, and, you know, we can only assume what happened before. Right. This, but, again, very suggestive. I mean, and
0: she, she, one, of the, one of the women even says to him, like, is there anything else I can do for you, Mr. Valentine?
1: And then there's this close-up on her face, and, boy, if that's not suggestive, and, and I don't like, know what is. And she's,
0: like, winking, like, huh? 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 It-
1: and he sends them out of there. He's like, yeah, you can get out of here. I'm sick of looking at your face. And even then you're like, oh, man, you are such a jerk. Like, <laughs> come on. There's this love lady that's been sitting around at your beck and call and you're going to throw her out like that. Right. I think the, the only nice things he does, I think, in the entire episode is there was one time where, oh, yeah, the the second lady, when he gets a bunch of money uh, from the slot machine, he gives it to her and says, go buy a dress. Yeah, it's on me. And then the other nice time is uh th- there's a moment after that first casino visit where they they get in a car to drive back and yeah. uh he gives a big tip to the bellhop and the bellhop is impressed.
0: Yeah, he just but, he smiles. He's like, "Hey, all right."
1: Those are the only two out of character moments where he actually does something nice to somebody. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. complete and thorough jerk.
0: Yeah, they're they're nice acts, but they're also I mean they're they're self-serving too, right? Which right. is like I'm showing how much of a big shot I am.
1: It's <laughs> it's kindness at zero cost to him. Exactly. He waits until there's no stakes for him whatsoever, and then sure, here you go. Here's a handout.
0: Right on, right on. Uh, so so he calls up. Of course, he goes to the the phone. He dials Pip uh, mm-hmm. because there are no numbers on in this in this place.
1: <laughs> and Pip shows up <laughs> before he even like completes dialing, and he freaks <laughs> out like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, quit yeah, creeping up on me."
0: <laughs> and he's like, "Hey." You know, come on, man, this is, you know, this is all nice. I, I really appreciate all this stuff, but you know, there's no, there's no risk involved with it. Like I, I want to like, and and Mr. Pippa said like, Hey, well, how about you want to rob a bank or something like that? Yeah. Rocky's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, now you're, now you're talking. And Mr. Pip is arranging the bank heist.
1: <laughs> He's got like a little notepad. Like, okay, so, yeah. um, so uh, we'll get you a getaway car. What kind of car? We got lots of them. <laughs> he says, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like, um, you know, like I, 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 want the danger. And might I get caught? Oh, sure. If you'd like to get caught, we could schedule that in. <laughs> He's like going to write that down. Yeah. And that is not what Rocky wants.
0: It, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want the manufactured risk, right? He he wants he wants the real thing. Right. Because he knows if it's a manufactured risk because he wants it.
1: Yeah. So, right. Even if he says, all right, go ahead and let me get caught. Then he knows he's only going to get caught because he wanted to get caught and there will be no real consequences.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so he's, he goes through this like little mini crisis of his and he's like, you know what? If I can't, I can't do this, you know, just send me to the other place. just, just send me to the other (laughs) place. And of course, Mr. Pip at this point, says, uh, "I think you're mistaken, Mr. <laughs> Valentine. This is the other place.
1: Yeah, whatever made you think you were in heaven?
0: <laughs> this is the uh,
1: other place. And
0: the and the, and an evil, creepy laugh, which which I love from that that guy.
1: <laughs> right. And and the whole time he's been, you know, obsequiously following around Rocky, giving him everything he wants, smiling, uh, happy, even when uh, even when Rocky tries to shoot him." And yeah. calls him fat, so he just has a big grin on his face, and he's yeah. happy to help and this is his final moment, you know, like, screw you, buddy. <laughs> you know you're a jerk, and you're in hell
0: <laughs> it's It's so cool because to me, there are times in my life where I like to troll people mm, uh, okay. just 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 humor wise like just like egging people on just a little bit like at work,
1: like gotcha, gotcha uh
0: and and to me, there's an ultimate aspect of trolling for mr Pip in in this episode where he's like. You know, I'll, I'll let him have his fun, but check this out. By the end of the episode, I'll <laughs> it get him. There was
1: one moment I detected where uh, Mr. Pip was in the closet and he was like helping him pull out an outfit where Pip kind of rolls his eyes for a moment. And yeah. I thought, oh, one moment where he like demonstrates, like, yeah, I'm sick of you and I can't wait to be done with you. Right. Uh, but other than that, he's always just kind of smiling and giving him whatever he wants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, he's acting as a guide, right? But he's not really, he's not really Rocky's servant uh, so much as he's just, he's just preparing him for that, the big punchline.
1: Yeah. Really. He is uh, just trying to sell the torture of the place he's landed himself in.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's so, so, so awesome. So awesome.
1: So, <laughs>
0: so overall, so tell me, tell me Ross, like, what did you, what'd you think of the, the episode overall?
1: Uh, I think this is um, one of the things twilight zone does best, which is being kind of a a little moral uh, lesson. uh, um, um, Analogy, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a fable. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, (laughs) fable. Yeah, that's right. There's a word for that, Uh, which I think twilight zone does so well. And it, you know, sticks with you and it gives that little moral message. So it's, it's saying a few things, one about, you know, like uh, not looking a gift horse in the mouth and, and also about how your um, bad actions will come back to haunt you. There's definitely a karma message going on here. And, and also just this message uh, in the title itself, you know, a nice place to visit, that we really don't want to be in control of everything and maybe the things we think we want aren't actually the things that we want. Yeah. Uh, so we're learning that, you know, he struggled his whole life you know, this Rocky life of his to get what he wanted. And, and then if he just gets straight to that, to that goal and gets exactly what he thought he wanted all along, uh, that is hell. Right. Right. So so I thought it was very successful and that. It kind of carried these messages across.
0: I, I, I made a joke on, on Twitter when this episode was on, uh, the 4th of July marathon, which is like, Oh, you get everything you want. Ah, I guess that's a bad thing. Evidently. Right. (laughs) Uh, and so the the question then I pose is, is that for you? Is that, would that be a, a terrible existence?
1: Now, I feel like I could hack that a lot better than he did <laughs> in the episode. Uh, so yeah, I don't feel like that would be such a punishment. Uh, the, the one thing though, is uh, like at one point he, he calls for his buddies. And again, this is like a rare glimmer of like maybe a human side of him. Right. Maybe they're fel- uh, fellow thieves and, uh gangsters, but at least, you know, he wants the company of others that he knows. And that's when Pip puts a foot down and says, Oh, I actually can't do that for you. This is really just a place for you, kind of built right. for you. Um and so uh that I think would be the worst aspect of this, that you couldn't really interact with the real people you know and, and care about.
0: Right. Right. I I wonder if speaking of the people who are in his domain, right? Uh, at at some point in time, Pip alludes to them being kind of props in right. in, a, in a movie. I almost wonder, just to add to the uh, kind of t- hell aspect of of the show, if if it was almost like those people are actually like demons who are in on the joke and they're just like,
1: oh. Interesting, especially if they, you had the scene where, like, uh, the 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 dane the Bride, you know, she kind of melts away into Beelzebub or whoever it is. Right, right. <laughs> that, that like, would've been great.
0: I I didn't have that thought until they gave the money to the 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 the, uh, the chauffeur, the bellhop, or whatever outside the casino, mm. where like he 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 gets the money and he like smiling, probably too big a smile, right? And like if this if they're he's gone now, right? They drove away, Rocky drove away. And yeah. so the camera lingers on this just bellhop. And so to me, that was kind of like, Rocky doesn't know that this is happening, but we as the viewer, we see it's happening. Mm. If this is just Rocky's domain, then then that scene shouldn't exist, right? It yeah. Gives, it gives a little bit of weight to that, that character.
1: That's interesting. Me. Yeah, so like uh, kind of like uh, any one of these films, that uh, surprise you know the sixth sense or the usual suspects or whatever now yeah. you can go back and watch that with like a renewed interest like oh what what's going on in that bellhop's mind he yeah. can't spend that money yeah. <laughs> why is he so excited about this yeah it's yeah. a good point
0: it's, it's just like when you when you go to you're just watching a comedy show and you're like i'm in on i'm in on the gag guys i'm in on the surprise right right
1: <laughs> i um i recently watched with my son and you know try to uh, watch all the classics with him. And uh, yeah. so that's why we went through the Twilight Zone. But I recently showed him the Truman Show yeah. with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of elements of that in that you have this whole world constructed for this one guy. And it's uh, all fake, except he's the only person who doesn't realize that. And uh, I felt like, wow, this is like a giant Twilight Zone episode. It really yeah. really is in that vein.
0: Yeah, that that that's a good call. And that, I mean, really, they have a similar sentiment. You can compare those... Uh, Truman Show and this episode in, in that kind of way.
1: Right. Yeah. Just where, in where, that aspect.
0: Yeah. Where even in, in the Truman Show he got pretty much everything he wanted, uh except he wanted a little bit more. And whereas Jim Carrey gets it in at the end of the, the movie uh, Valentine's in hell. So he <laughs> right. He doesn't, he doesn't get that.
1: I would have been really interested to see, I, I read, uh, that Mickey Rooney was originally, uh, yes. the choice to play Rocky in this episode. And, and they make multiple allusions in the, um, dialogue to the fact that he's a short man. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was like, the, the role was already kind of built for Mickey Rooney. And then they mentioned that, uh, Charles Beaumont even wanted, Rod Serling to play. He was yeah. kind of his second pick, and that would have been so fascinating as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also a short man. Um, <laughs> I I think both of those would have been, I have to say, a little more interesting. I think Rod Serling would have been the most interesting choice for that yes. role, and then Mickey Rooney, and then uh, the actor that we did end up with, who, who I think you know did a fine job. But
0: uh, yeah, yeah, Larry Blyden. Larry
1: Blyden, Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I I I forget. I forget who said it, but there were, they were saying that he, Blyden had, g- at least gave the role something, right? Uh, instead of being like, oh, I got my money now. Like, Blyden uh, exaggerated just a little bit to be like, all right, I got my money.
1: Right. So, so,
0: so he made it a little bit more exaggerated you know, to, to kind of fill the space and, and give, uh, give kind of like an up and down kind of dynamic to, to the episode. And so I think whoever said it was saying that he at least did that for it.
1: Yeah. And, and he certainly was hateable. The really tricky thing to do is to be kind of likable while you're being so hateable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I I didn't like him at all. But then again, we're seeing a man sent to hell and we are grateful <laughs> for it. So yeah. maybe that was just his role and he did it well.
0: Good. Good old Mr. Pip. <laughs> good, old Mr. Pip. Uh, uh, good. Good on Mr. Pip. He He did a good job. I also made a joke uh, for the marathon that this episode was also originally, re- originally named In Praise of Mr. Pip, which, no, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, in In Praise of Pip. Pip that Pip, was, hooray. It's a different episode entirely. Uh, okay. Hey, Ross, so I usually ask my guests to give me a rating in mm. whatever whatever scale you want. Oh, period. Okay uh, Carrie, who, whose episode is next week, she rated it in baked potatoes. So, uh, which, whichever, whichever system you decide.
1: Okay. Well, I'm thinking of this episode itself okay. and, uh, I'm going to rate it in, uh, in hot broads. Cause, <laughs> cause we know that's what Rocky would want. So uh, yeah. the, the maximum is, uh, what, five hot broads. Is that how this works?
0: Sure, yeah, it's it's your scale, man.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna give it three and a half hot broads. Ooh, all right. And, all right. Um you know, I I don't feel it was one of the more memorable episodes. Uh-huh. um I I remember when we first talked about it, I thought, oh, I need definitely need to go back and watch it. And as I watched it, I was like, Oh, okay, I remember this. Uh I think there's a clarity in, in terms of its message. Um, yeah. but uh, you know, I think it's maybe something that more people would already agree with. I think there's other episodes of the twilight zone that were a little more challenging yeah. just in terms of like taking a common expectation and forcing you to kind of confront that. And I think that's where that, um, power of, what do we call it? That thing where, um, fable, there we go. Babe, babe,
0: <laughs> myth, myth.
1: Yeah. Myth. <laughs> um, allegory. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's where that's the most powerful medium is where it can really force us to, um, you know, challenge our own assumptions. And I don't know if this met that goal. Um, but, uh, still an enjoyable story and it's fun to watch him have that realization. Cause you know, you want him, you're, you're annoyed on one hand that he's getting everything he wants. Like, no, that's not right. You know, that same irritation that we all get at the thought of, you know, like bad people being rewarded for their actions, yeah. And we want to see him get his own, and then he does, and and that's a joyful moment. So, and
0: and, and we all cheer,
1: yeah, and we all at, cheer, and
0: all at, the demons cheer.
1: That's right, at his and, misfortune.
0: And then they play a devil went down to Georgia.
1: And and on the other hand, though, I I couldn't help thinking, and I was wondering if this was occurring to the audience of 1960. But yeah. you know, what was his upbringing? This rocky guy, did he ever have a chance? And, and I think if he had finally started getting everything he wanted and he was nice about it and cool about it, you know, like, Hey, this is great, man, I don't have to do all this terrible stuff anymore. Thanks so much. You know, if he was really grateful about it, well, then we would have felt awful that he was in hell. But it, it was the fact that his personality, whether it was ingrained or it was just so deeply involved in his, um, upbringing that he continued to be suspicious and, uh, suspecting, you know that that made us root against him
0: right and there, feel that
1: he deserved to be in hell uh, yeah anyway so that didn't sit well with me i guess the, just the
0: the uh um the episode of execution uh, a couple weeks ago uh which is the the cowboy who is about to be hung and then goes goes forward in time yes the professor right uh i i made the point during that episode that there's we're supposed to hate this guy this this cowboy and then it gets to a certain point where he's telling the professor, like, hey, you know, you go in my shoes and you be cold fighting for food and, and all this type of stuff. You you spend a minute there and then you tell me if I'm bad, right? If that was if that was Rocky's kind of backstory, if there's a point in the this episode where, where Rocky had maybe something like that, maybe we'd feel more for him.
1: Right. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but but there's
0: ne- there never that moment.
1: Yeah. And I guess what was kind of unsettling for me is that we're saying here with this character, that there are people that are just completely beyond any, uh, redemption. Right. And, you know, I, I think naturally watching it, you're hoping for there to be some sort of redemptive features. And then he feels a little perhaps unrealistic because there are none.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, by the way, for, for the listeners, I give it three out of five hot broads. Okay. Or chicks.
1: <laughs> or or uh, yeah, hot or dames.
0: Dames, yeah. Uh, I, I I was reading in the trivia in, in one of my reference books that they wanted the CBS wanted to change the broad to something else.
1: Or yeah, there was some line of dialogue that made them concerned. They they were worried about the innuendo coming across as sexual.
0: Right, stacked.
1: But, yeah that's right they didn't want him to say that or yeah, yeah something to do with cleavage or something yeah. like that
0: <laughs> yeah uh good good old good old chicks and dames and broads <laughs> um all right well hey thank, thanks thanks ross uh what thank you so much for talking about the episode why don't you let us know let our let let listeners know how to get a hold of you uh and and where to check out some of your your show
1: excellent well uh well thanks for having me on brandon and um uh yeah always my pleasure to talk about Twilight Zone. Uh let's see you can find us the show Ono Ross and Kerry on iTunes, Stitcher, any other podcast uh aggregator of choice. Um and we also have a site at maximumfun.org an awesome uh network of podcasts so uh find us there.
0: All right, cool cool beans.
1: Indeed. Indeed.
0: Cool beans. Uh it's it's more than a nice place to visit. It's a good site with lots of great content. So oh, yeah. head, head on out, head on out like a baby. That's <laughs> such a dumb <laughs> joke. All right, uh, all right thank, thank, thank you again, Ross. Uh, your 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 friend, my old friend, Carrie, will be on next week, and uh, we will probably have a uh, battle royale to see which one of you, which one of you gets out alive.
1: And which one of us earns the most hot dames?
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, with baked potatoes.
1: With baked potatoes.
0: Carrie, Carrie had a lot of baked potatoes for for her episode.
1: Oh yeah, what was the upper limit of the scale?
0: Uh, eighteen. Whoa. Eighteen baked potatoes. Whoa. Okay.
1: Special Looking preview. Special
0: preview for all our our, our yeah, listeners. Yeah, I can't week. wait. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank thank you again, Ross. Uh, for for the rest of you, if you want to get a hold of me, there's a few ways to do that. I am on Twitter, of course, at S4YA underscore podcast. On Instagram, S4YA underscore podcast. On Gmail, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. I am on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also geeky.com. So head on out to any one of those places to, to have a listen. Refer your friends. Let them know that I exist because not everybody knows I do. Uh, but until next week, uh, when when Carrie joins us, Thank you again, Ross. Thank you. And this is submitted for your approval.